It's such a joy and a delight to have you join us for today's broadcast. I trust that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Why don't you sit back, relax, and please don't change that channel and let us see what God has to say to us today. Never let that be the reason why you do any good thing that you do. It's interesting the metaphor that Jesus uses for the word of God. He calls it a seed. I don't want what God has for you, but I want all that God has for me. Jesus said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Eternal life is predicated on eating his, his flesh and drinking his blood. And I... Jesus said, will raise him up at the last day. Many of us believe these are the last days. He said, he will be a candidate for exaltation on the last day by my hands. Let's, let's finish it up to verse 6. For my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. And I in him. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they, they who they are called by the name of the Lord, they overcame him, him, who, him, our adversary. Behind every mayhem, every turmoil, every bigotry, Every wickedness, every prejudice that exists in our world today, the him behind it all is the him that's identified to us here by John the Revelator. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and did not love their lives to death. Communion power will continue in it. Today, Lord, we give you praise and thanks for who you are, and we bless you for your goodness and your, your loving kindness better than life. We worship you, and we magnify your majesty. Hallowed be thy name, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
The COVID pandemic has taught us a lot of lessons. And I think that we ought to be wise enough that we do not allow ourselves just to be overwhelmed by the negativity of all of the news that we hear and all of the mayhem and destruction is just, just so heartbreaking that we see all on the news that we must take some time to learn some things so that at the end of the day, we can live more wholesome, more productive, more blessed lives, if you will, when all of this is said and done. One of the things that COVID has taught us is how, how important it is that we remember that we are social beings. WHO had to classify their, what they call social distancing and rephrase it to physical distancing because they realized that though we needed to or we need to physically distance, thank God that the, the, this, the, the, the virus is going down, the deaths and the incidences is going down, at least in the United States, thank God for that. Though we need to uh, uh, physically distance, we must remain socially connected because we are social beings. God created us to thrive within the context of family. That's why there is gross chaos in, in the human uh, upbringing when family is not absent, when family is absent. Because that's, that's how we are all designed to live optimally. We are all created for social connections, social connectivity. You are one connection away from your next breakthrough. Did you hear what I just said? So you, so, so, so you cannot afford to live in isolation. We were forced to endure some form of it in an evident, with all of this lockdown uh, hysteria, in a, in a, in, in, because we were trying to combat the virus, but the sad reality exploded all before our face. You know, suicide rates have markedly surged in America today and have now reached epidemic proportions. Depression has gone way through the roof. Anxieties and panic disorders and post-traumatic disorders have all skyrocketed. They've all, they are all the result of this lockdown thing that we, we were forced to do. Now, I'm not saying the lockdown is wrong. Don't misunderstand me. We needed to at least, you know, combat it and do what we needed to do to stop this virus from continuing to ravage us and overwhelm our, our health care. But there's always a price to pay for isolation. So it's making us realize that I cannot shut myself in my house forever. It's not possible. I might think that that's protective. I'm realizing the side effects and the devastation that comes with that. And after a while, I'm going to have to learn that there's evil in the world that I live in. And many times, God does not protect physically. You cannot afford to be quiet spiritually. You can't. The sound you make in the spirit determines the effect you make. Even satanic spirit, that's why they chant. You hear them chanting. And, and because the spirit world responds to sound. 
So when the enemy brings thoughts of negativity and tells you you're going to be a COVID statistic, you're going to lose your health, you're going to lose your life, and tells you your son is going to be, be the next George Floyd, you have to open up your mouth and speak. That's what Jesus did. It is written, it is written. What, what, what do you think Jesus was speaking to? He was speaking to the enemy, attacking the area of his mind, tempting him. That's what you got to do. I will live and not die. I'm not going to be a statistic. He delivers me from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. I cover my boys in the blood of Jesus. The enemy protects them. That's what you're going to have to learn to do, man and woman of God. You overcome him. By the word of your testimony. Testimony is not just you, we play testimony. Every, it, it, it's not just that. It's the word that you are incessantly testifying to over your life, over your home, over your family, over your business, over your health, over your well-being in these perilous times. Hallelujah. That's where your victory lies. You are in the world. You are not of the world. You must understand that you are in covenant with God. Hard to preach covenant in this our westernized culture because we don't know what covenant is. But the closest thing to covenant that we have is a contract. And an attorney will explain to you that you run the risk of nullifying the whole contract when you default when you don't do play your part in the contract i'm not obligated to play my part we are in a covenant with god so when we play our part god is obligated to play his praise the lord that's why we must listen to the experts that's why we should wear our masks. That's why we should physically distance. That's why we should wash our hands. It's all us playing our parts and refusing to test God. That's why we should teach our black boys how to conduct themselves with the cops. That you should be respectful. You should be responsible. You should never shout back at the cop. Don't show an attitude. Do not run. You listen to me? Never ever run from the police. And never sign anything until you contact a daddy who will contact a attorney. Never sign anything. Don't make them say, don't make them sign you sign you anything. Make them sign anything. Praise the Lord. But even as we do all of that that we know to do, we understand that all of that cannot protect us. There are people who have done all of that far more astutely. They are dead. So my faith is not in that. I have to know why I'm doing that. I'm doing all of that because I'm playing my part. When I play my part, God plays his part. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Hallelujah. So my faith it's not in chariots and horses. No, 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 no. This is not by might, not by power. Hallelujah. It's my understanding that I'm in a covenant and I have a part to play. So I play my part. 
he plays his part. He takes over. He's the one that will protect me. He's the one that will sustain me. He's the one that will preserve me. This is what he tells me. Whoever drinks my blood, eats my flesh. Whoever. Makes no difference who they are, where they came from, what the color of their skin is, how intelligent they are, how bright they are, how famous they are. All of that is irrelevant. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, we don't understand everything. We can't understand everything. Paul said we, we know in part. But when you read the Bible, there, 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 there are many answers that will open up to you. Oh, because some people, God just blesses them and raises them and favors them. And you wonder like Samson, where in the world, what is your secret? Because you are not there. When it was eating the flesh and drinking the blood. I said in the first service, though we say we live in perilous times, but really the time of the early church was worse than this. Being Christian automatically means your life was vulnerable. In the early church. Now we're arguing about freedom to gather and have religion in, in padded pews and nice music and They were, uh, 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 really, it's not unique to the early church, even past the wall. China, you go to church with recognizing that the punishment is 14 years in jail today, today, China. 14 years in jail. Praise the Lord. As a result of going to church to congregate with saints, So, 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 if we put everything in perspective, I said once, I said, when we get before Jesus, mm, those of us in this generation, we're going, to, we're going to look very embarrassing. No, no, serious, serious, because, you know, uh, uh, Stephen will be talking about, oh, Lord, you know, in your name I was stoned to death. Uh, Peter was talking about your Lord, for your name I was crucified upside down, uh, uh, you, you, you know, and, and then, and then uh, uh, Andrew in 2020 said, well, Lord, I was believing you to pay my AT&T bill. <laughs> it's going to look pitiful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's not to minimize what we're going through, don't misunderstand, but when we put it in the context of, of the danger of what we're having to confront, understanding that we are not the first that are forced to rely on the power of God to confront any Goliath that the enemy may, 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 bring, may bring across us. We are not the first. And if he says we're going to overcome or we overcame him, is because we're going to have to confront those challenges and we're going to overcome by the power of God. So Jesus said, the access to eternal life, eternal life is much more 
than eternity in heaven. That's part of it. Eternal life is a life that Jesus modeled for us as he journeyed on the earth, fulfilling the will of God for his life. How God anointed Jesus, who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, Acts 10, 38, for God was with him. Eternal life, eternal life is inclusive of living a healthy life, is inclusive of living a protective life, protected life, a preserved life. Hello, somebody. Eternal life is you being protected from the enemy taking your life before your time. Jesus was not killed. He relinquished his life willingly. Because he had fulfilled his purpose on earth. You will not be killed. When you have fulfilled your purpose, his was 33 and a half years, yours is 120 years. The preacher is the one that makes the message known. What was before, by preaching it or announcing it or proclaiming it, the preacher makes it known so that people can now take advantage of it and walk in the reality and the practicality of it and effectuate it in their lives. When Jesus died, he did not just die for Christians. He died for everybody. But it's only those who practicalize it that will, that will experience the result of his dying. This is what he's trying to teach us with communion. That communion preaches the new covenant. It's not, it's not that. It's, 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 the communion creates it. No, 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 no. It was ratified by the blood of Jesus. But communion proclaims it, reveals it, declares it, preaches it, announces it, makes it evident in our lives because it is possible for you to have something but you're not enjoying the benefit of it because you're, igno you're ignorant of it and you've not practicalized it. You hear me say it, say it all the time. You have stuff at home, but because you don't know you have it at home, there you are, six feet, six feet physical distancing. At, at, if it's me, it will be Walmart. If it's Pastor Alice, it will be Saks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Of something you have in the house, and it's not because you're dumb or stupid or crazy, it's because you don't know. Because what you don't know does hurt you. So it's not enough to have it. It's important that you know you have it. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. It's because it's truth that you know that sets you free. Not just truth. If it's just truth, everybody will be free. It's truth that you know. Personalized truth. So he's letting us here know that as we partake of communion, Communion proclaims what Jesus died for. Freedom from sin. Freedom from poverty. Freedom from spiritual death. Freedom from sickness. Sickness, poverty, spiritual death. It, it, it 
practicalizes it in our lives. Because this is what Jesus died for. Let's read on. Hallelujah. Verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats his bread or drinks the cup of love, in an, oh, I just love New King James. Whoever eats and drinks in an unworthy manner. He did not say whoever is unworthy. If he said whoever is unworthy, none of us, including this preacher, should ever, ever eat that thing. Thank God that's not what he said. He said whoever eats in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Then he describes what that is. Verse 28, look what he said. But let a man examine himself. So when you eat and drink religiously, you, think, you eat and drink lackadaisically, you eat and drink haphazardly, you, you, eat and drink, you eat and drink without appreciating what this is. That's why we're taking the time to teach it. That's what it is. So he says, let a man examine himself. So let, the, 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 the tragedy many times, that too many of us, we are more interested in examining other people than we are ourselves. But examination ought to be directed to self. It ought to be introspective. Let a man examine himself. So I ought to look at my life. Where am I wanting? Where do I need God? Is it in my health? Is it in my finances? That's me examining myself. And using the redemption microscope to practically evaluate where I'm at. Because as I eat now and drink, I will release the power of God to ensure that God raises me to where I ought to be. He that eats and drinks, I will raise up, he promised. So that's what he's talking about. Self-examination. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's, let's read on. For he who eats and drinks, he says it again, in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not descending the lost body. He's not talking about, oh, you did something wrong yesterday, so you should not eat. No, 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 no. If you did something wrong yesterday, you need to confess that sin, and you need to eat. Praise the Lord. Let, let, let's go back. Let's go back before I come to this. Let's go back. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and bring the cup. Because if you did something wrong yesterday, this is what's going to correct it. This is what's going to correct you. This is what's going to fix you. And restore your relationship with God. So let him examine, and so let him eat. Let him drink. You should be eating. You should be drinking. Let's, 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 we'll end it up. For he was, for this reason, for the reason of eating and partaking of communion on, in an unworthy manner, many believers, because this was to believers, this wasn't, this wasn't to the world, this was believers, are weak and sick. And die prematurely. What is it? That many sleep, sleep them to, to die. It means to die prematurely. Not wrong being die. Everybody's going to die. But to die before your time. To die before your assignment. To die when we still need you here. You will not die before your time. In Jesus' name. COVID will not take you out. In Jesus' name. A wicked racist cop will not take you out. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So this is our defense. 
It's our defense. It's our defense. Instead of being afraid and scared as of us with raising black sons, get them home, take communion, lay hands on them and protect them and declare over them. God will protect you as you go out into a world of evil. I cannot pray the evil away, but I can pray that the blood will protect and insulate you from the evil out there. In Jesus' name, you will not be a statistic. You will not be a number. You will not be a victim in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's what he's telling us to do. Let's stand to our feet. Anybody that does not have an emblem, please indicate, raise up your hands. I see, we, still have, we still have three here. Do we got more? Okay. So if, if you don't have one, raise up your hand. My sister-in-law does not have one. I've not, I've not, my hand doesn't have COVID hands, so, you know, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him examine himself, so let him eat. You, you need one. Let ventricle needs one up there. Emmy, Emmy, go oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good to see you, sir. Hallelujah. 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 As we get ready to face a tough and wicked world. They need one up there. Please. The Lord will protect us. He'll preserve us. He will immunize us against evil. He will, he will imbue us with eternal life. He will raise us up. He will raise us up. He will raise us up. So let's take the bread and let's eat. It's not just a symbol of his body. It's a medium. Yes, it's a symbol, but beyond that, it's a medium. So what Jesus said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, I want us to raise the cup above our head as a culture in, a, in, in our church. And I need you to see everything, whether intimately or remotely related to you, I need you to see it under the blood. When wickedness comes, sometimes it comes in the manner that we least expect. Think about how this COVID just threw us a curveball. Oh, how come the preachers didn't know and tell us before? How come you didn't know? I thought you belonged to God. The reason why I didn't tell you is because God didn't tell me. Praise the Lord. So that question, you should ask God. Because if God told me, I would have told you all on, on, on New Year's Eve. But it's irrelevant. God didn't show it because we didn't need to know. Because he knows he will protect us through it. That's what's important. The important is that God pro pro will protect and preserve us. So I, because we have the blood of Jesus, our not knowing does not invalidate the power of the blood. The blood still triumph. I will overcome him by the blood. So everything, your life, your health, your business, your ministry, your vision, your passion, your proclivity, I want you to see it under the blood. Your family, your loved ones, your black sons and your black daughters. Or if they're white, 
I'm not so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Call in, let us know, we'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you.